diversification is less of a problem than concentration. Hello and welcome to Invest Smart, a show where we talk about all things related to your money, your savings, and your investments. I'm Apni Raja. Now, over the past few episodes, we've talked a lot about how to invest and where to invest. But today, I want to address another important issue, which is mistakes that several investors make without even realizing that can have a huge detrimental impact on your portfolio. To talk about this, joining me is P.B. Subramaniam. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us on the show. My first question to you is that the importance of realizing what not to do is extremely crucial when dealing with one's own portfolio. Mistakes can become very costly for an investor. Uh, See, first of all, you have to decide whether uh, you want to do it yourself or you want to take the help of an advisor. Many people believe that they can read some blogs and uh, watch some videos and start investing by themselves. Uh, It could be very dangerous. I mean, you could lose a lot of money, especially if you're older. If you're 22 years of age and you're doing 5,000 rupee SIP, even the mistake is not too expensive. But if you're 48 years of age or 50 years of age and you have accumulated money in bank deposits, etc., and then you make mistakes, you could wipe out a big amount of money. So either you know how to do it, you have learned it, you have trained, you have studied, and therefore you do it, or you take the help of somebody who uh, can help you do it. So first is going without an advisor and not knowing what to do and being ambitious. Now, if you don't want an advisor, it's perfectly all right. Go into a index fund and say, I will be there for 20 years. That's fine. At least then you're making some sense. But if you don't know any of that, please go through an advisor. That is step one. Step two, This is a mistake which even the regulator and anchors and everybody makes, not distinguishing between an investor and a trader. A trader has to be extremely alert and, you know, he has to do something on an hour-to-hour basis or a minute-to-minute basis. An investor need not be so alert. Yes, he can make some other types of mistakes, but uh, a trader has to be very alert and it is traders who lose a lot of money. And 95% of what is happening in the market is trading. They are the people who lose money. So knowing the difference between investing and trading, knowing whether to do it yourself or you need help. And when you don't want to take help, that is perfectly all right, then sticking to simple products like index funds. If you can do some of these things, you're okay. But don't do a combination of doing it yourself and trying to build a very uh, varied portfolio of uh, equity funds, liquid funds, debt funds without knowing what you're doing. And of course, understanding taxation is another important thing. When you don't know some of these things, you can get hurt very badly. Absolutely, Mr. Subrahmanyam. So let's break up, uh, you know, some of these points and some of the most common mistakes that we often see uh, investors making. And we'll focus largely on investors at this point in time for this discussion. So the first point I want to bring up here is with regard uh, to the detrimental impact that not having financial goals can have on your portfolio. Because very often we see people start investing early, start investing on time, but not with any specific financial goal in mind. Yeah, so typically, Agni, what happens is somebody comes and asks, uh, company kaisa lagta hai? And I get very amused because I don't know why you're asking. Are you asking because you want to take up a job there? Or you're looking for a son-in-law from that place? Or you want to become a vendor? Or you want to buy that share and keep it for six months? Or do you want to keep it for uh, 25 years? 
so unless i know what is your goal i will never be able to answer even a simple thing like uh, ye company kaisa lagta hai i mean forget investing in mutual funds and all that is still further off but without knowing what is your goal is it that you require this money 3 months later when your kid is going to join school in kg or is it uh, required 3 years later when your daughter is 18 years and she is going to do engineering right if i don't know any of those things it is impossible absolutely that actually leads to the other mistake that we see investors often make that is not having a proper time horizon in mind because it's the time horizon that determines your you know allocation between equity and debt yeah absolutely so if you have a uh, if you have a 30 a month goal my answer is going to be very different from a 30 year goal so if you tell me that 20 years from now you want to retire that money would go into equity and i will also check out whether you have the heart to take a standard deviation see when i say standard deviation in a, in an equity life uh, in abhi you must have been too young or not born uh 1993 uh, the market was down 46% do you have a heart to take a 46% fall in your portfolio 46% fall means 50% of your money is wiped out now if you are 62 years of age you've just retired and you put 3 crores in the market and 50% gets wiped out how are you going to react to it maybe you reacted very well when you were 30 because you had less to lose but at 60 when you have 3 crores 4 crores and you lose 2 crores your ability to take it is doubtful so your ability to take a 50% loss which will happen once in your lifetime a 30% loss which will happen two three times in your lifetime and a 10% loss which will happen two, two times in a year only when you know all this should you be in equities and again like i said equities is for the long term and uh, bravely i would say 10 years is long term not 3 4 years 3 4 years could be uh could be long term but then uh, you don't know what the market is going to do right yes absolutely uh, mr bram extremely important points uh, that you talked about uh, another point you to really pick up here is everything else may be right but if you've not included the impact that inflation is going to have on your portfolio you are going to fall short when the time comes to actually uh, you need the money to use for that particular goal uh abhi here uh, slightly differ, differ from you because since 2014 and i'm not being political but uh, uh, raghuram rajan and uh, the bjp government targeted inflation and that was a brilliant move you know it's uh, it's important for the government to tell you please target inflation and it is good for the rbi governor to do it from 2014 we have never had runaway inflation you know that 13% 18% kind of inflation which we saw even in the 80s and uh, this part 2 of uh, the upa government we did not see that kind of inflation so inflation is not such a big threat but what you brought up is very important to say oh we have not had inflation in the last 10 years so we won't have it in the future is wrong because covid taught us one thing that inflation in the us could match inflation in india which was unheard of right for my whole life i always thought uh, 12 13% inflation is in india and 1% inflation in us but us saw 9% inflation which is dramatically high so what what stopped india from going to 14% inflation you have to constantly look for inflation and your returns that you get have to be greater than inflation how much greater that depends on you because if inflation is 7% and you're getting 5% return on your uh, portfolio and believe me many people get that because if you get 7% return on that you pay 30% tax you're effectively getting 5% in uh, return 
if you are getting returns below inflation you are uh, ruining your capital you're killing your capital so you have to be very careful yes inflation is very important and we cannot afford to be complacent uh, some i mean currently all governments in the world are targeting inflation so i don't think we will see the 13 14% but you have to be ready for 8 9% and let like, 9 3% 4% may not happen so quickly Absolutely. Uh, my next point, uh, Mrs. Suryanam, is two ends of a spectrum, and uh, one is over diversification, and this we very often see in mutual fund investors who have a whole lot of uh, mutual funds uh, which are anyway diversified, and then you have fifteen, twenty mutual funds, which really then makes no sense in terms of the kind of returns you're going to make. And the other end of the spectrum is over concentration. Now, both these have a huge de- detrimental impact on the way your portfolio is going to perform. uh amni the uh, the over diversification is less of a problem than concentration of course over diversification means means you're getting less return you can do it more efficiently you can check how much uh, i mean having four large cap fund three mid cap fund two small cap fund makes no sense you can afford to have one or maximum two large cap funds two mid cap funds and one small cap fund that should be more than enough the bigger problem is concentration risk which i see people do especially those who are employees who are sitting on esop so here is a person with 21 crores net worth out of which 18 crores would be esop in the company in which he is working and he is so uh, emotionally attached to it that you tell him you, you should sell some of your shares he say no no what is wrong with you company well etc getting emotionally attached to the concentrated part of your portfolio is a big risk which many employees with esop do unfortunately in the market when even on television etc you see only successful esop being spoken about so everybody tells you oh, in infosys esop in tcs esop in hpfc esop uh, i made so much money what about that esop it never came to light right the company just went fund Like if you're sitting, uh, I don't want to name failed companies, but there's so many. Let's take Satya, right? Uh, which is a documented failed company, or even say Yes Bank. The share price fell from three hundred to ten, nine, whatever. What happened to all that ESOP? Nobody talks about that ESOP. So if you have a very concentrated portfolio and something happens, right? Person with zero can go to three crores and remain at three crores. But from zero, if you have gone to twenty-one and you come down to three, it's very upsetting. Maybe nothing great changes, but it is very upsetting. You look very foolish, and you have told the whole world not to take concentrated risk. And why are you taking concentrated? So concentration risk is a bigger worry. Uh, Over diversification happens because your bank relationship manager says, "Sorry, NFO, I have no." So you kept on taking NFOs, and you bought some units, and suddenly at your forty-eight, you see you have four units. Some twenty-two mutual funds, some growth options, some dividend option. Then one day you need to sit with an advisor or somebody who knows, and then start cleaning up. But I would still, uh, I would repeat it that uh, concentration is a bigger risk than over diversification. But you see both kinds of people in the market, so yeah, both right. those risks have to be addressed. Okay. And my final question, again, uh, this is an important question as well, with regard to how people react to. you know market moving events and very often give up their entire long term strategy uh, in in trying to react so fast so having a handle on your emotions of course this is something very easy to say but much more difficult to actually do agni this comes from a very old saying better safe than sorry 
Yes. Now just imagine two guys were standing uh, 10,000 years ago. They saw some brown color animal. So both climbed up the tree and they found it was a deer. And they said, oh, what a waste. But then they said, oh, better safe than sorry. Next time they saw a brown animal. One guy said, no, no, this is a deer. He didn't move up. Uh, so one guy moved up and it turned out to be a tiger. And uh, the guy who moved up lived. Remember, we are all children of the guy who climbed up the tree. So we are all scared. right so somebody in our genes was very scared therefore he survived right therefore we are here so our dna is that but unfortunately or fortunately now things have changed now suppose you have a 100 rupees in equity and you think that is some covid or something like that and some disaster is going to happen you can still sell 20 rupees and keep 80 rupees right there is no need to sell the whole 80 rupees that is what i tell people look you will get scared uh not to panic is the most sensible thing so people like me who have been in the market for 30 40 years uh, so covid actually it was a time when i was buying but if you are young you are 23 and you think oh covid is end of the world i should sell sell partially right you don't have to sell everything and say oh my god i'm selling everything because abhi you have to be prepared for one thing what if you are wrong we all think so there is a particular bank is great particular credit company is great that's it mean you can put all your money into that that is a concentration risk you should not take that similarly when you think there is some end of the world event happening understand that human beings are resilient we survived the spanish flu we survived the covid we survived the we survived the tsunami right we will survive the world will continue people may come people may die governments may come governments the country goes on india goes on right we've lost prime ministers uh, we've had covid we've handled all that then i mean we've lost two prime ministers assassinated not just died right and we live through it and the markets are alive so the country will go on the markets will go on your portfolio will go on uh, something can happen yes you can get scared so just like in a ride close your eyes after 5 minutes the roller coaster will come to an end and you will be able to get down so being sitting tight during such situation or if you think you should do something sell partially don't sell everything and then say oh my god L- like for example if in march somebody had sold everything march 2020 in september you would be kicking yourself because the market is at all time high so you don't know how the market is going to react right so don't assume and always think what if you are wrong every time i buy something and i'm putting in some money i i ask myself what if i am wrong so you have to keep the door open to run out in case there is uh, panic right. so be prepared for all right uh, yes all right mrs subramaniam on that note uh, thank you so much for joining us and breaking down these common mistakes that investors make and for our viewers i hope this conversation has helped you and you're able to reevaluate your portfolios to see whether you have overlooked any of these mistakes and rectify that thank you so much for watching